Blog Talk Radio. It's September 8th, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM. Listen now and follow us on Twitter. Uh, let me see. Let's bring on uh, Jeff Brown. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Hi, Leroy. Okay, how are you? Good. We're good. Uh, it's uh, been a pleasant uh, few days since our last show. It's gotten a little cooler, uh, and uh, it's you know been kind of busy around here. We're we're helping some folks with some constitutional matters as we're required to do by uh, our duties as members. Uh, so uh, I uh, guess I'll touch base on that a little later in the show. But, uh, uh, you know, we're supposed to really uh, stick up for our uh, brothers and sisters uh, when they're uh, in illness and death and distress and do the best we can to do that. So when I'm presented with that and I might have the database to, to help, I, I try to. It's, I'm working on something that's been a lot of reading, and uh, hopefully uh, we have some a good resolve to this for, for all parties. Uh, so, But uh, it's been kind of busy around here. Uh, you know, again, the weather's gotten a little cooler, uh, so uh, I think everybody's liking that, that that 90-degree weather almost all of August and high humidity was a little stifling. So I think everybody's kind of looking, you know, this is a, a nice change, but also, uh, you know, they lament fall coming, you know, and, and look forward to it at the same time. So uh, so anything else going on on your end, Jeff? Uh, no. Um, it's been real quiet. I haven't been feeling good all weekend, so I'm just – Chilling out, watching TV a little bit. Yeah. The Lions are winning that, so. Um, oh. So. That's all I've yep. been doing, right? Right in the middle of football season, aren't we? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess Football's hard yeah. we're in the middle of it, are we? Technically, but we're we're yeah. we're after it. Kind of started already, and and then, you know, it's football Sunday. Okay. Uh, well, having said that, uh, let me start the announcements. We have just a few. And uh, Working for a Living radio show continues to support Medicare for everyone. There are a number of uh, uh, different methods for that. Uh, we think that we'd like to see one that, you know, kind of keeps union uh, negotiated benefits in place at the same time, uh, putting Medicare in for everybody down to age zero. Uh, like the rest of the world, it's industrialized has for their people. Uh, we support the end of corporations being considered legal citizens. We know that there's a problem when it comes to the laws and treason regarding to corporate citizens. It doesn't, uh, that law, in our opinion, doesn't exist. Uh, and in uh, Having said that, none of us are lawyers here, and for the purpose of this, any show that we have in this show, none of us are lawyers. Uh, so we just have highly educated opinions. Uh, so, and we continue to support the UAW's boycott of the Mexican-built Chevy Blazer. I've talked to at least two friends out of buying those myself, and they were kind of committed because you know, it's a, it's a classy-looking vehicle, but... It's made in Mexico, and we can't support that anymore. It's just not acceptable. And we vehemently oppose the Detroit Three Corporations outsourcing and moving work out of the United States while they continue to target the U.S. as a market. Okay, Jeff, two. 
thank you to all of our new listeners. Please keep telling just one friend a week about our humble show. Again, many thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, on September 4th, an Oregon labor union wants voters to limit grocers to two self-checkout stations per store. How about that? Maybe to bring some people back to work. I like that idea. Uh, number four, September 5th, GM CEO Barrow met with Trump at the White House. She did not look happy when she walked out with a lawyer. You want to note this? I'm looking for the thing has about 3,500 downloads of requests for review of prison laws as it pertains to the newly recognized corporate citizen. Mm-hmm. Number five, September 6th, Judge orders uniform members back to work at Windsor uh, Nima Mock Plant, and the, the union has refused. Number six, September 6th, minor found dead in Kentucky coal mine has been identified as Jeremy Elder, is 39, of Providence, Kentucky. So, Leo and I both are from the uh, coal mining areas in the Valley of Ohio. Um, we pretty take this start when one of our miners uh, right. trap and die or, or any type of mining accident. Let's observe a moment of silence for Jeremy Elder and his family and friends. Thank you. Kentucky Mole coal miner has died, and we should respect that, brother. Thank you. Uh, September 8th, the last major, major TV factory in the U.S., has announced it's shutting down because of the President Trump's tariffs. Uh, number eight, September 8th, six days until the UAW national and local agreements expire. More on that later in the show. Many thanks to all of our worldwide investigative reporters. We really appreciate everything that every one of them does in the they funnel stuff to us, and we do our best to get it out there. Uh, okay, uh, email messages. I'll start with one. Uh, in your special show, you went too easy on Grimes. Names were held. Uh, and we heard this from a few people. Uh, you know, we did mention Grimes and his despicable deeds and some of the other leadership and their despicable deeds and actions and potential stuff. Uh, that's really unknown yet. Uh, but the show is more about the membership in general, meant to highlight management's roles and misdeeds as well in all of this. And hopefully that may help at the negotiating table. So um, we uh, we must remember that this is a two, two-sided thing. So having said that, Jeff? Uh, number two. Our team enjoyed hearing about management's misdeeds, names withheld. Uh, we thank you for that. Uh, number three, thank you to all of the team working for a living, both on air and behind the scenes, for all their hard work every week for years now. Uh, names withheld, we heard that from several people. And we want to thank you for your recognition that it is uh, a lot of work. And it's not just uh, blowing up uh, on Sunday night, but we try to put a lot of stuff together for you, the membership and the listeners, uh, so it's for your your benefit here. This isn't about us. None of us take any money or get any money or nothing like that, so it's all free. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of work. And we we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think there were, weren't problems. So let's try and fix the problems and with your help. We can do that. Thank you. Uh, number four, how can we tell if that letter that needs to be sent into management indicating that local intends to continue the contract after the expiration date has been sent in? Uh, names withheld. 
We ask that you contact your local president or chairperson to get that answer. Right. We don't have those Some answers. Yeah. All we know is that there, there needed to be a letter sent in, and it's by contract that that letter gets sent in 60 days prior to the expiration of a local agreement that you intend to keep it uh, uh, ongoing after the expiration date, which would in this case be uh, September 14, 11.59 p.m. If you didn't get that letter in, it's a real good chance that you won't have a contract, and uh, without a contract, you're local union may or may not uh, be viable any longer. So, uh, of course, if there's no production being done at the facility and just some maintenance, that also lends itself to not having uh, a charter, as uh, indicated when we talked about that last week. Okay, uh, this week's definition, I'll take that, Jeff. Uh, strike action. Definition of strike action. Strike action is is called labor strike or sim simply a the word strike. It is a work stoppage caused by the mass refusal of employees to work, usually union-represented employees. A strike usually takes place in response to employee grievances. Jeff? Okay, this week's Quote, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Uh, and that's by uh, world-famous Albert Einstein. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, Jeff, you, uh, I, I know you've been talking about this for several shows uh, and there are uh, three things that seem to uh, stand out uh, that uh, potentially violate the, the uh, con UAW Constitution, and these are in the agreement, and likely in there uh, errantly or in, in uh, violation of the UAW Constitution, and these are things that we are looking at that not remain in the agreement in the uh, uh, coming week or so that, uh, you know, after the Saturday at 11.59 p.m. that they're not in the tentative agreement. Uh, so if you want to reiterate those one more time, and then, sure. then I'll, I'll cover the ramification. I'll start my report. All right. The first one is, temporary language remaining in the contract. It's uh, Article 13, Section 2 of 22 of our UAW Constitution. It shall be left to the discretion of the local party, local union, to determine the duration of the period for which work permits are issued. In no case, however, shall the work permits be issued to any worker or a period of more than three consecutive months. Um, number two, uh, the competitive clause in GM is Appendix K and Ford is Appendix J. Uh, number three, the UEW Constitution states that we must enforce the laws. That does not mean that we are are to put verbatim laws in the contract. Remove Pension Protection Act of 2006 from the 2019 contract. Those are the three um, right. important messages we want to send out to the rank and file to right. be careful. Right. There, there's all manner of other resolutions that have been placed in the system and uh, they include these uh, as well, uh, the resolutions that have been put in uh, for consideration at the negotiating table, and they're well into the negotiating process. It's almost wound down to where they're supposed to be uh, done uh, or close to complete uh, by the end of the agreement. 
Now, they could extend the agreement or just simply call a strike. Uh, so, But for violations of the Constitution, um, there are provisions uh, for uh, action against anybody that violates the Constitution of the UAW, and we intend to make sure that everybody understands that. So uh, we, we appreciate uh, everybody's support for that, and uh, we're just going gonna to be watching real close. The issues that Jeff just indicated, okay, uh, cause are the causes for temporaries being temporary for very long periods of time and for part-time temporaries to be part-time temporaries for very long periods of time beyond the three consecutive months that are allowable uh, under the UAW Constitution. It doesn't matter what management's policies are. They need to be seniority members after three consecutive months. They cannot, according to the Constitution, remain working under a temporary or under a work permit, which is in itself very nature of it, temporary, because it's limited to three consecutive months. That means it's temporary. So everybody has to send seniority after three consecutive months of of work, and that's essentially 90 days under the old system. No, no uh, greater than uh, 92 days, and, and depending on the calendars, and no less than uh, I believe 90, the way it falls. So, uh, uh, oh, 89. It'd be 89. So. Uh, that's kind of how that is. Uh, so uh, just know that uh, that temporary thing is a, a cause of all the tears, and this will make everybody equal just by doing this. Then the pathway to top wage or traditional wage is uh, a traditional wage is then uh, negotiable by the teams. But this whole notion that people are working for years as temporaries or part-time temporaries is simply wrong. And they're not being afforded the uh, uh, protections of the contract. Like if they get laid off, they have an opportunity to transfer. They're not given that if they're temporary. They don't get the opportunity for subpay. There's all kinds of things that deal with them uh, increasing the, the speed of the job and then enforcing that on seniority employees and then the pain and suffering that come from that where they have to take opioids to get through the day uh, then causes yet the additional problem of the opioid crisis or at least one of the causes. So this one's a lot. Uh, of course, the federal law says that everything needs to be done in the interest of the members, and the competitive clause simply says that the uh, uh, leadership, especially the chairperson, is required to make decisions that keep the company competitive. Well, that's quite frankly the company's job because that's not in the interest of the membership. Okay, that, that's the company's job to do that. You know, we're we're here to do our job, you know, active workers and retire, retired workers, uh, you know, to support the corporation the best we know how, when we can, okay? We're not going to support actions that are not in the interest of the membership, like the Blazer boycott, et cetera. And us retirees that are out here who have many rights, to run for nearly all offices, except the local union bargaining, uh, that any, anybody that handles grievances at the local union level, start or stop a strike. And I heard that some people have been allowed to uh, vote on uh, the strike authorization that were not active workers. Uh, we believe that errant, and that's a, for other people to take up. We're not you know, we're not the watchdog for the world here. It's just we would note that, uh, and of course, we can't uh, at this point can't ratify 
uh, a contract, although we make the case that we sh the retirees should be able to ratify uh, the parts of the contract that are exclusively uh, their interests. And people that are not in the pension plan should not be voting on the pension plan or be incentivized to vote on the pension plan in, in the negative. So those are things that we'd like to see changed, but at this time, uh, retirees are not allowed to ratify the general contract or any contract for that matter. So, and uh, the, we're going to get into the enforce the laws a little bit later in my report. But we're we're dedicated and committed to making sure that we uh, hold to account the enforcement of the UAW Constitution on this collective bargaining agreement that is uh, near, uh, uh, well, we're not, we're not sure how close they are, but they're holding a meeting on Sunday in Detroit with the presidents and chairman. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of the ramifications for that. Again, the UAW national and local contracts for the Detroit Three expire on Saturday, September 14th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, inside of that, General Motors is the target for the first uh, pattern bargaining, and Ford and FCA have extended uh, their agreements till such time as the General Motors has been resolved, and then they'll uh, progress with either one of those, uh, depending on which one of those they choose to go with next. Um, it, in that regard, uh, four years ago, Jeff and I and and uh, Brother Scott Shingledecker on another show uh, broke down the agreement. Uh, each one of these, they were about 1,500 pages each, as I recall. Uh, to go through them all, uh, and it was just a lot uh, of these changes, and you verify from uh, the other uh, agreements, and just a lot of, of reading and vetting to see if it was good or not. Uh, we are committed on this show to do it, Jeff, myself, and some others, and uh, we're, we're hoping that anybody who is subject matter expert uh, that may feel free to uh, come on in the, to the show and explain their portion, uh, even under a pseudonym, or just send in writing any uh, of their expertise regarding a, a specific part of the, the agreement. Uh, so we uh, we really appreciate any and all assistance because it is uh, quite a comprehensive effort to go through this just with a few people. So we thank everybody's help. Uh, thank everyone for their help, that is. So having said that, uh, we've been, you know, here and working for a living. We've been watching. And most of the UAW-represented local unions of the Detroit Three have uh, formed uh, strike committees and created a pantry and created and funded a separate strike fund beyond the one for the international for special uh, uh, issues, and for over a year now have been telling the members to save for a strike. Uh, we believe that this is the best ever preparation for a strike by the membership, and we want management to take good note of that. Okay, And uh, we uh, know that other people listen to this radio show, and we need the government to stay out of this this time. Don't be coming in here with any any uh, thoughts that you're going to just order us back to work like they did up in Canada, because that's like in Canada, it's probably not going to fly around here this time. We've been beat up enough, and just uh, figure on uh, us uh, prepared to uh, stay out regardless of your damn orders, okay? Having said that, uh, uh, let's get into some of the sections uh, that, of the Constitution that are in addition to what Jeff pointed out, and uh, especially since all of the local union presidents and chairpersons 
of the GM facilities have been called into Detroit for a special meeting to discuss what GM has on the table, whether or not to approve a tentative agreement and send it to the membership or consider other actions, whatever those are. Uh, you know, you have to de define that, but that's kind of what the letter said. Uh, maybe not verbatim, but that's what the intent was, and we don't want to go any further than what they said. Uh, while this may be uh, uh, something that has happened, we view it as a little unusual uh, uh, because, and, and uh, we want to make sure that everybody understands the uh, effect of the UAW Constitution and or federal law in the contract. Therefore, it's incumbent on the leadership to not rubber stamp anything presented, but rather keep in mind uh, some of the constitutional uh, issues regarding their duties. And let's start first. As you noticed in the uh, Grimes uh, indictment and the plea, it indicated and cited federal law in the Labor Code 29 U.S.C., Title 29 U.S.C., that said that officers need to act in the interest of the membership. That's federal law. That superintends the UAW Constitution. Matter of fact, there's a lot of things that are in the UAW Constitution that just confirm or affirm federal law. Okay, so let's kind of go down through a couple of these. Article 40, duties of local union officers. And we'll talk about the president under Section 1. Okay. Uh, it shall be the duty of the president to preside at all meetings of local unions, sign all orders on the treasury authorized by the local union, countersign all checks issued by the financial secretary against accounts of the local union when ordered by the union, uh, enforce the provisions of the Constitution and appoint committees not otherwise provided for. He, she shall be a member ex officio at, of all committees. Okay, now let's just focus on one aspect of that. It says to enforce the provisions of the Constitution. That's what the president's required to do. And we call out to all the presidents of any UAW local, most especially the General Motors contingent of local unions because what Jeff said about work permits and about competitive clauses that seem to violate the interest of the membership that are in the Constitution, as you consider what's being presented on Sunday or Saturday to you for consideration, You need to not rubber stamp just anything. You need to consider what the Constitution says and consider what we've said here tonight so far already. Okay? And to go into that meeting with the duties of the president by the Constitution of the UAW upon your shoulders as you view any contract presented to you. This is imperative. Okay, we're going to get into some more here. Okay. Under Article 19, Section 3, after, and this is in the uh, second, it starts with the uh, second sentence, and we'll go with the second sentence. After negotiations have been concluded, with the employer, the proposed contract or supplement shall be submitted to the vote of the local union membership or unit membership in the case of the amalgamated local union at a meeting called especially for that purpose or through such other procedure approved by the regional director to encourage greater participation of members in voting for the proposed contract or supplement. 
okay, that doesn't mean that the regional director can approve special meetings. It means that the regional director is responsible for uh, other procedure to encourage greater participation by the membership. That's what this says. Okay, at no point here it says after negotiations have been concluded with the employer. Okay, all right, that would be, you know, bargaining team says we're done. Okay, at that point, it goes to the membership. Doesn't go to some special committee. Goes to the membership. Okay, then after the membership votes by and through any process that's outlined or approved by a regional director, the membership to vote on this. Didn't say the leadership. Real, real fine distinction, but everybody in Saturday's meeting better pay real good attention to whether or not they should even be voting or considering at their step that they're there for. I get it. You all want to make sure that you have the leadership on board. But if you're asking the leadership to approve things that go against the Constitution, they could even say this meeting itself doesn't comport, at least in this person's opinion, with the Constitution. And then after that, there's a, an, another two sentences. Should the proposed contract or supplement be approved by the majority vote of the local union or unit members so participating, okay, majority vote of the local union, not the leadership, right? Just to be sure, just to be clear. So participating, it shall be referred to the regional director for her, his recommendation to the International Executive Board for its approval or rejection by the International Executive Board. So it goes to the membership, then it goes to the regional director, and then it goes to the International Executive Board. Okay? So far in this third sentence. In the fourth sentence, in case the regional board member recommends approval, the contract becomes operative until final action is taken by the International Executive Board. In other words, once it's sent in, you go ahead and just keep, you know, work, go back to work, et cetera, and it becomes operational unless the IEB says, International Executive Board says no. And then you can go back to square one according to our Constitution. Now there's a, a, a document out there that says that there's no obligation for management to come back to the table once they've said what they want to say regarding the, Constitution, or the uh, contract. Okay, so uh, under t Article 2, Objects, under Section 4, and we'll skip to it, so I think it's a second sentence, a second, full sentence. Uh, it says, to enforce existing laws to work for the repeal of those which are unjust to labor. Let's, let's apply this to the Pension Protection Act of 2006 that has found its way in previous agreements, we believe in violation because this here says we're, we're to enforce existing laws, okay, enforce them, and to work to repeal those which are unjust to labor. Repealing an unjust labor law doesn't mean putting it in our collective bargaining agreement so it's automatic should triggers be met. Uh, met regarding that law. It means we work to repeal it, not to affirm it. Okay, therefore it doesn't belong in the Constitution. I'm sorry, in the collective bargaining agreement. Okay, it doesn't belong in the collective bargaining agreement. And it needs to be removed. And that's why not only the expressed items that say no more than three consecutive months for work permits or the expressed uh, competitive agreement clauses, I'm sorry, competitive clauses in our agreement, 
violating the interest of the membership, but rather the interest of the company, way out of the labor ethos that we're supposed to be operating under. And this here affirms what I just said, that Pension Protection Act, is supposed to, we're supposed to work to repeal it, not to put it into our agreement. We don't, we're not supposed to affirm it. We're work, our charge is, if we believe these to be unjust, to work to repeal them, not to affirm them, okay? And you affirmed it. Some pre previous people affirmed it by putting it in our agreement. Of course, we understand, you know, the last few contracts and how that those have been, you know, handled lately. And we're not really, really happy with all of that. So, Jeff, on those elements, do you have any uh, comments on that? Um, yeah, we noticed that the uh, leadership, both local and international, have been violating the exceptions that you've been talking about, Leroy. And that needs to stop. Um, we need to hold those leaders accountable to enforce the Constitution as it's written. Um, so we encourage the members to uh, read up on it so they are familiar with what's going on. Um, so these are very important. This is the way people get off the track and go the opposite way and um, do things for themselves, such as the scandals going on in Solidarity House. Um, but I want everybody to be, be aware of these. Read up on it. Make sure you understand what's going on before you vote on any contract. Um, so I could say right. Okay, well, you're you know you're right, Jeff. I mean, you know, beyond the, the the notion that you know they're subject to, uh, you know, some uh, uh, measure of challenge that are that are provided uh, by the uh, Constitution of the UAW, uh, you know, people shouldn't be voting for this in any measure either. So we also charge the membership not to vote for it because it does violate the Constitution, if this is, in fact, that that language that's in there. So, uh, But we're trying to hold everybody to account because there's people out there that's supposed to have our best interest in negotiating all of this. Uh, I want to reiterate, okay, in the duties of the president, it is uh, spelled out that the president enforced the provisions of the Constitution, okay, of course, we as members, each member has a duty to do that. Okay, and in the article, that's uh, Article uh, 40 on Section 1. The president is supposed to enforce the Constitution. All of us are, but he in particular, he or she in particular. I don't want to be sexist here. Sorry, uh, she or he, uh, and under. Article 2, the objects, okay, to enforce existing laws. That's all of us. To enforce existing laws and repeal those which are unjust, not affirm them, okay? Repeat work and to work to repeal those which are unjust to labor, end quote. I'm saying we're not supposed, that says that we're not supposed to affirm them by putting them in, in the agreement, and they need to be removed if they're unjust to labor, not affirmed, okay? And shouldn't have been put in there to begin with. So one paragraph says enforce the UAW Constitution, and another paragraph says to enforce existing laws. That's local, state, federal law. I guess there's, you know, actually, uh, you know, global laws that would uh, be considered as well 
uh, in the case that you have like the uh, Geneva Convention and things like that, those are usually reserved for military, but um, there are some global laws that affect, uh, you know, all the countries that are signatory to those. So uh, having said that, um, uh, we know there are a lot of other issues out there. And we're going to be looking for those to be in the uh, tentative agreement. Again, anybody that's a subject matter expert, we ask, you know, for their assistance if they choose to assist us uh, by getting that uh, information out to the greatest possible uh, uh, distribution. And this radio show can assist in that as well. You can do it individually. Uh, we have quite a, a listenership here, and uh, we can assist in that by and through that. And you're welcome to come on the show, use your name or a pseudonym, and uh, or you know, and be a participant on the show, or just simply get it to us in writing. And uh, either Jeff or I or somebody else will uh, read your. Uh, uh, input on a specific uh, matter that you have uh, subject matter expertise in. So uh, we there's some of those people that have been identified by team members or you know supporters of the the group, and we appreciate that uh, a lot. Uh, and uh, having said that, um, we're going to keep this kind of short tonight, just because uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we hope that. Uh, in the uh, next week before our next radio show that uh, we will have more on what's going to be done. And that will come out of this meeting, okay? Whatever the, the purpose or whether it violates or not violates, they're going to have a meeting, okay? And they want the input. I don't think a vote would be good by any one of uh, the, the people because you want to be tied down to a affirmative or uh, opposition vote uh, in this instance because it's not really provided for in the Constitution. Uh, it's supposed, once they're done negotiating, it's supposed to go to the membership. No in-between steps. Okay? Now, uh, having said all of that, uh, I think they're real close to being done or they got stuff on the table and they're going to see if they want to take it, a tentative agreement and, and move that. So we'll see whether they, you know, uh, send it to the membership. But I think that's up to the negotiating team and uh, those that are uh, supervising the negotiating team uh, to make that decision. Local union officers, um, you know, you'd like to have their input, but usually that's uh, a little less formal. So be careful, because uh, you don't want to be in an approval process of something that violates the Constitution or federal law. And I just say that as a word of caution to each and every one that may participate in such a meeting. We are with our union 100%. We're with the members of the union 100% and we expect compliance with all federal law, all laws and our constitution. Having said that, uh, I don't think I have anything else to add uh, other than, you know, uh, go ahead, Jeff, do you got anything to add? Any Anything? Uh, oh, I I agree with you, Leroy. Um, most of the people in my plant, they know when I was working, you know, if they come up to me and ask questions about the tentative agreement, I'll give them answers. 2015 uh, uh, national agreement, I voted against. And I had a young brother, um, secretary member, up to me and asked ask me why I voted the way I did. And I explained to him, I said, one, I want you to have a con, uh, pension, 
want you up to top pay. And, you know, they, they knew when I was in the plant that I would give them, you know, the best advice I could. And even today, you know, I have people calling me and asking questions. But, yeah, we need to support our leadership, but they also need to enforce the Constitution. And if they don't, we're going to point it out um, again. So, right. That's, that's what they're elected. Like right? Yeah, that's what they're elected yeah. to do. And, the, you know, these are our opinions, but we gave, we've given you these uh, areas of the UAW Constitution that are specific to what we've said here, okay, whether it's Article 40 or Article 2. And, you know, there's all manner of places in the uh, federal law and in the UAW Constitution that says this is supposed to be done in the interest of the membership. Okay. And, I mean, the labor ethos clearly has gotten, you know, a long way from where it's supposed to be. And this needs to be, you know, I mean, uh, President, UAW President Gary Jones is still the president of our union. And he said that this is a clean slate agreement. In other words, everything is being looked at. And thank you for that, Brother Jones. Okay? We need to remember that you, you, sir, are the elected representative of the entire UAW, regardless of any other actions by people that don't know what they're doing and maybe have an axe to grind to say, oh, well, we'd, we'd like to... Uh, try and hurt the negotiations. So, um, Jeff, take over for a second. I got uh, something here I better check on. Just check. Uh, just okay. got, got a minute. Have a minute there. So, let's talk about some of that. Your own thoughts on that, if you would, please. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, Gary Jones is the top guy for now. We don't know how, know how much longer he will be there. But still, he is the top guy, and he will be judged on his administrative uh, term on, one, his contracts that's negotiated under him, big three, two, obviously the scandals that's going on at Solidarity House with the FBI and and the other uh, departments. so it's, it's time. It's time to give back to the membership. They have given up way too much. They have stolen from the membership a lot, and not just by the company, also by people at Solidarity House. But let's take a moment and just think about what could have been if some of these bad deals never happened, we could have had equal pay. We could have pensions for the second tier, better health conditions for the second tier, and retirees. Right, right, Jeff. Yeah. We need, we need everybody to be involved. Right. This isn't one or two person show. This is. We're just here to give information so that everybody is in compliance and everybody understands what compliance is, right? The membership understands what compliance is, and they can vote to their conscience on whether it's compliant or not. They really need to stop thinking about that signing bonus because you can get that $1,500 signing bonus and take half your pay away like was done in 207, okay? 2007. Just remember, you got to watch and see what's in these agreements. 
make sure that everybody's in compliance with the Constitution and that you're not doing something in your against your own best interests. So, uh, having said that, uh, uh, the, the switchboard's pretty full, and uh, somebody looked like they wanted to come on the show, and then they uh, decided uh, that wasn't the case. So. Uh, we're good with that. That's why I had to go check because we like give everybody an opportunity that comes in and and uh, uh, you know may indicate that they'd like to be on, say something. But uh, for now, uh, that's not the case. And uh, uh, like I said, the switchboard's pretty full. Thank you to everybody in the switchboard. Uh, thank you to all the listeners as well. Uh, you know, we hope you have a safe week. Uh, there's the scientists have been posting in certain kind of obscure places that there's an asteroid headed our direction uh, to Earth, and they, it's 7:03 tomorrow morning uh, is when it's supposed to impact. Uh, we don't know where. They're not saying where, if at all. We it could miss us. You know, this is. They've said that impact is expected at 7.03 a.m. Eastern. So we'll see. Uh, so everybody, uh, we wish you a, a very good week. Uh, as you begin to consider the uh, agreement as it may be presented whenever, we have no clue when. That's the other thing. You know, we're not telling you what is being done or said. We don't know. Okay, other than what's out there, you know, that's been published by our leadership, okay? And some of that stuff we don't repeat here. We're not into speculation and conjecture. We're into hard things like the Constitution, federal law, and the CBA itself. We want the best for you to membership, all of this should get the very best out of our union, the UAW. We know we have listeners from all, virtually every other union, so we thank you for indulging us as we hit this uh, time of uh, contract time in our own uh, union here. So having said that, uh, let me start to close. I want to thank all the global listeners, uh, Canadian and Mexico listeners, uh, all the uh, United States Union and non-union listeners, especially our own UAW listeners, appreciate you and everyone. Uh, have fun. Stay safe this week. And God bless each and every one of you. Good night, listeners, and good night, Jeff. Good night, George. Good night, everyone. Good night.